You're listening to our weekly podcast, Getting in the Word with Stuart Guthrie. Stuart is the teaching pastor of Family Bible Fellowship of Ridgeville in Early Branch, South Carolina. We hope to grow together with you, seeking real knowledge from the truth, the Word of God. Here's Stuart. The reality is moving forward can be very difficult for the Christian and even for the non-Christian. It's easy to simply lay down and kind of quit when things get tough. I was thinking this morning, what would be a great illustration to bring that into light? And all I could think about, and unfortunately because I am a Falcons fan, yeah, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Falcons went into the half doing fairly well as they always do. And they came out of that half and Tom Brady just kept pressing forward. The largest comeback in Super Bowl history to defeat the Atlanta Falcons. Now, we could all understand being in that position as the Falcons to just kind of lay low and just try to protect the rest of the game. It's easy to do that in the Christian life. But what we need to have is this attitude of moving forward with intention and great purpose with the objection of reaching the goals which have been set before us by Almighty God as Christians. And some that have never put their faith in Jesus Christ at all could never even press on to the goal that lies ahead because they have no goal for which they are racing for. My encouragement this morning is to press on. Whatever has come your way, whether it be an accident that has hindered you from accomplishing all that God has for your life, maybe today will be the great reminder you need to press on, to look forward to the goal that lies ahead. My encouragement for us as we face these difficult days is what Paul wants us to understand here. I would love for us to walk out of these doors bold in the faith. To tackle a new year with a new purpose and a new intention for the glory of God, not for the glory of self. Too many things in our day try to uh, exalt man, rather we should exalt God in all that we do for His glory. I want you to move forward for your family, for the purpose for which God has called you to as an individual. But many of us, as we come to church today, we dress nice, we have our ties. But many of us, deep down inside, the areas which no one knows, have been plagued by 2021 and the mistakes we've made. The difficulties we've Face the failures, the disappointments, the unsuccessful adventures are simply doing poorly, accomplishing the goals which you have and I have set. Because I don't know about you, I have goals. I try not to set too high of goals so I'm not highly disappointed. But I don't think that's what the Lord would want us to do. Because what is impossible with man is possible with God. So I hope my desire for you is to have no regrets today. 
I want you to be able to see and understand that today you've been given a, a new chance. Another day. There is a vast amount of opportunities that starts not yesterday, not the year before, but today. Why? Because His mercies, my friend, are new every morning. The best thing that many of us can do is worry about today. Not yesterday. Not last year. But today. You know why? Because God has given you today. Somebody didn't wake up this morning. Somebody didn't celebrate Christmas this year. It wasn't on the calendar, was it? It wasn't even expected. It just so happened. But know this, God has given you an opportunity today because He has expounded mercy on your life as you move forward into a new year. We've given another chance, haven't we? To rid that addiction. We've been given another chance to rebuild that marriage. We've been given another chance to start over with, with a job, with new employment. We've been given another chance starting today to be a better student, to be a better son, to be a better daughter, to be a better father, to be a better mother, to be a better grandmother, to be a better great-grandmother, to be a, a better grandfather and a great-grandfather. Today, God has blessed you and we need to accept that and realize that and own that, that today can be the first day of the rest of our lives. And no matter how bad it has gotten back there, today we can move forward with intention to accomplish all that God has for us. I wonder how many people are not in church this morning because they are, they are plagued with what's happened over the last month of their life. Or the last year of their life. They'll go out to dinner They'll go out to a parade, but they won't come and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because they are crippled by something in their life that prevents them or makes them think that they can and do that and honor God in the same time. Let me tell you folks, we need to understand today is the day in which we choose to move forward into a new year with purpose. That's my desire for all of us. I don't want us to miss this opportunity. Let's take a look at our passage of Scripture this morning. Philippians chapter 3. It's two simple verses. But two simple verses that are jam-packed with great truth and great encouragement. He says here, yes, there's no slides this morning, so I hope you brought your Bibles. Um... I think we need to move forward into 2022 and finish out 2021 with bringing our Bibles to church. Or your phones or your iPads or wherever you have the Word of God for which you can follow along. But we sometimes, I think, become dependent on technology. But what happens when technology is gone? <laughs> we have the Word, don't we? So let us read together Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. He says this, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, 
But one thing I do, forget what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul was a faithful brother. Paul had been persecuted. Paul had been shipwrecked. He had been beaten. He, he, he was hungry. He had plenty. He, he, he lacked much. And he learned to do a, uh, he learned to live with much and he learned to live with little. And in this message, I think we have found his secret to success. At least I feel like I have found the secret to success in the life that Paul lived. How can a man who had endured all of those things continue to press on to, toward the goal that lie ahead? And I think it would be helpful for you and I to take hold and to look at it for the success that you and I can have as we venture into the unknown of 2022. I, I pray we never reach 2022. I pray God would come back like that before I finish the message. And we can just end all of this mess. And if you haven't trusted Jesus, well, you better hurry up because He might come in the next 15 minutes. The sad part is it's true. And many have never bowed the knee to Jesus Christ. We need to be reminded of how Paul lived his life. Having a life of purpose. Living with intention. And let me tell you, Paul lived a life of concentration toward that goal. He was a man that was so focused that he can endure the sufferings and the hardship and yet get up and press on because it was worthy of whatever life would bring. Whatever the cost. And I don't know about you, but if you live in the world I live in, and I think you do, sometimes it can be hard to concentrate in 2021. There are so many distractions, so many things going on that are in this world that prevent us from focusing on the things that are not seen, for the things that are not seen are eternal. But rather we get confused and focused and hone in on those things that are seen which are temporal. And we lose sight of what's important. I believe my wife can vouch for that. In the middle of a conversation, we can be chatting and she knows that I'm in la-la land, thinking about everything that's going on and what I need to do and where I need to be and whom I need to please today and whom I need to shepherd here or shepherd there, encourage here or reprimand there or discipline my children. There are just so many activities happening in my life and in your life and it's easy to be distracted by all of those things and not have concentration on the goal that lies ahead. Sometimes we travel through this life without purpose, being tossed to and fro without concentrated purpose. But listen, in order for us to move forward with purpose, we must be a people concentrated 
on what it is we believe the Lord wishes for you to accomplish. You know that God has created you for a God-sized purpose? You say, well, I don't feel that way. I don't really feel like I'm doing anything really major for the Lord. Well, God has a purpose for your life, my friends. He breathed into your nostrils the breath of life and created you with a God-sized purpose. Everything and everyone has a purpose. You say, well, I don't feel that way. Well, let me ask you a question. Sometimes you feel like a pine cone, don't you? What do you mean? Well, what's the purpose of a pine cone? What do you see when you see a pine cone? You see a pine cone. What does God see when He sees a pine cone? He sees millions and billions of pine trees. Why? Because that was the intention and the purpose for which He created that tree is to produce more trees. And all those little things that come spinning down that get all over the place is God's way of utilizing and accomplishing what He has created it for and its purpose. You, my friends, have been given a purpose from God. And as you move into the new year, I encourage you to seek out what it is that God has for your life. We need to move forward with purpose. We need to have a focus. Listen, if we are running a race, as we read this morning, we would all have to focus. I would really have to focus not to die by the time I got to the end of the road. But seriously, if we ran a race, there would, there would be things we would have to do and we would have to prepare and we would have to stay focused. I remember many times when growing up running track and I thought, man, I got to get done with this thing. We got to go four laps around this thing. All I could do was focus on the end place. I got to get there. Sometimes you just got to put your head down and put your foot forward and move on because you are headed in the right direction. But if we're going to win a race, and we need to focus on the finish line. And there's really no different way than we should live as Christians. The problem with most Christians is that we forgot we're in a race. We lose sight that there is actually a finish line. We think we're going to live forever that we'll have tomorrow. The old saying is, why do today what you can put off till tomorrow? That is the premise of our culture. We're not promised tomorrow, my friends. And I, we laugh and we joke, but th th this is serious business. If you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not promised tomorrow. And there's been no greater time in my life in which we've seen the evidence of an opportunity to die. We need to focus, get in the race, and not forget that we are running. Paul wants us to think more about this. There are three things I want you to leave here today understanding from this passage, and it deals with ultimately moving forward with purpose, setting our minds on the finishing tasks which God has set before you and for me to accomplish before we depart from this world, which we will all depart from this world. So the first thing I want you to see is that I don't want you to be confident in yourself. Don't be confident in yourself. Secondly, don't be captivated by your past. 
Don't be captivated by your past. And thirdly, don't be confused with your purpose. Don't be confused with your purpose. So let's begin. I think these really three points communicate the basis for which this passage teaches us and lets us begin by not being confident in self. Now, at first when I say this, some may say to themselves, I don't like this. I think it's important to have confidence in ourselves. Learning to love ourselves. That was a debate I had on social media the other day. Someone said we need to learn to love ourselves so that we can't love others until we learn to love ourselves. And I said, dude, that's Whitney Houston theology. No, the Bible says we are to die to self. The Bible says your heart is wicked and deceitful. Who can know it? We, we need to understand our confidence is not in self, but in Christ. He says, listen to what he says here in verse 13. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. What is Paul talking about? First thing we notice is that he's addressing the brethren, the, the Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ. These are Christians that he's talking to. These are those that have put their faith in the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But as we look deeper, we find that this is a word of endearment. Not only just a brother or sister in Christ, but one of endearment also speaks of a care of deep concern. He wants his readers, he wants those brothers and sisters whom he loves, whom he cares for, whom he has shed tears over, to understand that he is not confident in himself. We find that this expression Paul uses exemplifies his imperfections. He states really in verse 12, Starting out by talking about this, in verse 11 he says this, or Philippians 3, uh, 12, he says, not, not, not that, I've laid, uh, that I've already obtained it, or I've already become perfect. He's speaking of terms uh, in resurrection idea. He's talking about not having been perfect yet. He understands that he will never be perfect until he is resurrected from the dead or unless Christ returns. It's not until the resurrection that He can obtain glorification, that He can be in His resurrected body. And He gets it that He is not perfect, and therefore because He is not perfect, He doesn't think more highly of Himself than He ought to think. Boy, don't we live in a day when people think more highly of themselves than they ought to think. They want you to pay homage to them when you ought to be paying homage to Jesus. We, we don't worship men, we worship the Savior, Jesus Christ. But we have to be careful that we don't think too highly of ourselves. Here Paul isn't confident in himself. Self-confidence can lead to major problems in life. Think about King Saul. Samuel was to meet him and to bring a sacrifice for Saul And what happened? Saul became impatient, thinking more highly of himself than he ought to think, and therefore he goes and makes the sacrifice himself. And it did not please God. David's confidence that he could lust after Bathsheba and never pay a price. A matter of fact, let's kill her husband, put him on the front line so that they would know it was his baby. 
He had a lot of self-confidence. And in the midst of that, we learn that he lost his child because of it. Pharaoh, think he was a little prideful? When God said, let my people go, he says, no way. Plague after plague after plague after plague. Self-confidence, pride. Thinking more highly of oneself than they ought to think can lead to great destruction in our lives. And Paul understands that if I'm going to press on, I can't think more highly of myself than I ought to think, but rather think so with sound judgment. Knowing that God is allotted to each a measure of faith. That's Romans 12. So our confidence should be placed in Jesus Christ. Paul understands that when he is dead, raised again, he will be glorified. The process of sanctification, becoming more like Jesus Christ, will be over and the stage of glorification will be present. And Paul knows that in that moment he will be perfect, but yet he has not laid hold of it because he is still in the flesh. And as far as I know and understand, every single one of us in the sound of my voice this morning, at this moment, right now, are still in the flesh. And therefore, every single one of us are still imperfect. And we ought to not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. He says, I don't believe I've laid hold of it yet. I believe that as Christians, we certainly we can do all things, but how? It's through Jesus Christ. Not through Stuart Guthrie. Not through you. No, the temptation is to think of ourselves more highly than we should. And then when we do that, we build our own little kingdoms, don't we? We can do a lot of things in life, but nothing we do in our own ability is lasting. None of it's of eternal value apart from Jesus Christ being the centerpiece and the source of that eternal work. Therefore, we shouldn't be confident in ourselves, but in our Savior. We should be relying on Christ and us to do all things, trusting that He, there it is, there's the intention, He will accomplish through you His glory. We have to take our eyes off of ourselves, stop looking in the mirror, and look to Christ as the coming of the new year if we're going to press forward with intention. Don't think more highly of yourselves than you ought to think. Philippians 2.13 For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. Who is it? You? Me? Putting a lot of effort into it? No, it's God who is working in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His purpose. His good purpose. He is sovereign, my friends. He is over your life. He is in you and works through you for His glory. But too many times we want to buckle up our bootstraps and say, we're going to get it done. We're going to accomplish what we can accomplish in our own strength and we're going to leave God on the sidelines. Let me tell you, my friend, you'll run strong for a season, but you will die out. Because let us be reminded you can accomplish nothing in your own strength. And if you do, it will only be temporal. You can fight tooth and nail to get the right man in office. But guess what? He's going to die and another man's going to step in. 
And your satisfaction will be simply temporal. Our satisfaction is not based in the things of this world, but a future, future place in heaven where our home is for those who are in Christ. Doesn't mean we don't fight. Doesn't mean we don't speak up for the truth. But we do it with great intention, understanding the divine, the the eternal value of those things. Because it is ultimately who God is working in you to will and to act to fulfill His good pleasure. Have we been fulfilling His good pleasure? Or have we been fulfilling ours? Trying to build for ourselves our own little kingdom. Our own little world where we can be king on the throne. It's God at work in our lives, in every area of our lives. The good, the bad, and even the ugly. And this is why I believe many times our resolutions fail. Because they are built on a foundation of not trusting in Jesus Christ, but more so a personal goal being accomplished. That isn't rooted in anything but self and selfish desires. And therefore, the foundation is what? Built on that which is sinking sand. See, you can have right motives, biblically Christ-centered motives, and accomplish great and mighty things, but God gets the glory. God accomplishes what He desires to accomplish, and we must be willing to faithfully walk and submit to His sovereign purpose in our lives and His will, so whatever unfolds, we can look to God and say, Our circumstances don't define how we are as Christians. We are are to faithfully submit to His will. And it's God working in us and through us to accomplish His great and grand purpose. So don't be confident in self. This kind of willpower, this divine ideal that you will, on your own, you'll simply create for yourselves Something that you feel is special, but it will be faulty. It will be futile. And it will certainly be fading away. Paul began in this chapter warning us of this. He says in Philippians 3, 2 and 3, Beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the false circumcision. For we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God and the glory of Christ and put no confidence in the flesh. So when I tell you don't put confidence in yourself, it's not me telling you have no confidence in self, but have confidence in Christ because it's God who's speaking through Paul and writing the words in which he says, put no confidence in flesh. Because when you put confidence in flesh, What's the first thing you and your humanity is going to do? You're going to see your limitations. You're going to say, I can't do that. <laughs> you ain't going to go, well, I'm a, it's going to go to the negative side. You're not going to go, well, I can conquer that mountain in my own strength. But eventually you're going to go, I can't do that. I've tried and tried and tried. I've spent my money on this. I've spent my time and my energy in this. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. And I'm weary. I'm worn. I'm frustrated. I'm angry because things just aren't happening. Right? But when you put your trust in Christ, when you put your energy and trusting in Him, 
And you accomplish the purpose for which He has designed you for by, give, by utilizing the spiritual gifts that He's given you. Then whatever happens, you can say, I'm okay. Because I've done what God has called me to do and I'm pressing forward. And whatever comes and whatever may be, may be. But yet God still gets the glory. We need to have a confidence in Christ. Paul understands his weakness. And it's vital we do as well. Do we live that kind of life? Living for His good purpose? Or for our own glory? Are we manufacturing for man or for master? And only you can know that. I don't know the intention of your heart. and You certainly don't know the intention of my heart. But I can tell you right now that confidence in self will lead you to discouragement. Because false expectations lead to discouragement. And many of us are discouraged because of 2021 because we have false expectations. If you're trying to build a business to be rich, then most likely you're trying to glorify self. If you're trying to build a church to get numbers and fill seats and have more programs and hire more staff and make more income, well, then you're building your own kingdom. Those things are not wrong in themselves if they're placed under the authority of the Word of God and under the sovereign will of God. But they are not the focus. If you work out to get all buff and in shape, to show your bodies off because you're proud, that is not honoring to God. Your body is the temple of God. There's a purpose for which we should take care of ourselves. But if it's to simply get more likes on social media, let me tell you, there's plenty of ways to get plenty of likes on social media. And it ain't in a way that honors God. If you're reading your Bible, if you're going to church, if you're memorizing the Word of God, and you just to have a bunch of head knowledge so you can beat people over the head with the Word of God, then you've missed it. I mean, what good is it if there's not love? I can know all of the Scriptures. And if I not operate in them in love, in compassion, in mercy, sometimes being stern, yes, then I'm just a clanging symbol. Do all things to Christ. Trusting, relying, sacrificing for His glory, for His honor. That's what we need to do as we approach this new year. Not be confident in self, but be confident in Jesus Christ. Some of you need to be confident in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You've never put your faith in Jesus. You never trusted in the death, burial, and resurrection. And you're just meandering through life, pressing on, biting hard, seeing how much you can accomplish and see how much you can gain. But let me remind you what you let profit a man. He gained the whole world and yet forfeit his soul. It would mean nothing. Don't be confident in self. Secondly, I want you to see, don't be captivated by our past. 
Don't let your past captivate you, paralyze you. Listen, the reality is many people are paralyzed by their past. Paul understands that he's not perfect. Not that I've already obtained it or I've already become perfect. No, this hasn't happened yet. But listen to what he says in 13b, but one thing I do, <laughs> forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I love this visual that comes into my head. Because Paul is not perfect yet. And because he's not perfect, he says, this is what I do. Because you are not perfect, and I am not perfect, we ought to act just like Paul and do what Paul does. Because I'm not perfect, because I'm still in the process of sanctification, because I'm becoming more and more like Christ every day, because I'm learning from my mistakes and the mistakes of others, one thing I do, he says, I forget what lies behind. So many people allowing negative experiences in their life to define them. Stop it. It doesn't matter what kind of parents you had. It doesn't matter what kind of spouse you had. It doesn't matter how much you were abused. It doesn't matter about all of those things that were in your past. You need to forget what lies behind and focus and press and toward the goal that lies ahead. Listen, I think every single one of us are marked by difficulties in our past. Every single one of us all have our stories and many of them hid from the world to know. There are things about me you would never know that only my wife knows. But if I focus on them, my friends, I will be scarred for life and I will never press on toward the goal that lies ahead. I have a Savior, Jesus Christ, who is able to allow me to forget that and to press on because He who has began a good work, listen, will see it to completion. And my desire, my encouragement for you today is that you stop allowing your past to determine your future. I graduated with a 1.7. Yeah, I just barely made it. I think they pushed me through. But if I allowed that to define who I am, I would never have arrived at a doctrine of ministry. Because what would I have said? I'm not able to do that. But when you press forward to the goal that lies ahead, and you understand who's in control, and who grows you, and who sanctifies you, and who changes you. you. know you're a new creation in Christ, my friends. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You want to know how you can forget all of that and press on is understand who you are in Christ. But if you aren't in Christ, then yeah, you can't forget about that because all of those things are still there and they define you. But when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, He comes to take up residence in you and He creates a new person. You become a child of God. You become redeemed. You become forgiven. You become justified. You become declared righteous before Almighty God. And if God calls you righteous, 
How dare you let that evil past define you? If he has cast your sin as far as the east is from the west, which is for eternity, how dare we grab a hold of it and stick it in our pockets? Don't let the devil define who you are. Because I can promise you the devil desires for you to focus on your failures. But we're going to start today and tell the enemy, no. Not today, Satan. You don't define me. My Father who is in heaven, who sent His only begotten Son to die on a cross, to be buried, and to show the power of Almighty God raised from the grave, ascended up to the right hand of the Father, said, it is finished. It's paid in full. <laughs> he doesn't get to define me. God defines me, and I'm a child of God. I'm an heir of Christ. And so are you who put your faith in Jesus. We just simply need to stop focusing on our past. Repent. Turn to God and move forward into a new year. Listen, there's great hope in knowing you can have a clean slate. You know, there's a whiteboard in my office. And as I begin to prepare sermons, I'll mark up that whiteboard and it'll become full. It'll become noisy. It'll become cluttered. But at the beginning of the week, I go in there and I erase it. And it's clean. Let me tell you what. When you put your faith in Christ, He gives you a clean slate. You say, Pastor, I'm a believer, but I've sinned a lot this year. You know what He says? If you confess your sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And He cleans your slate. So why allow the enemy to draw on your whiteboard? Jesus is your eraser. And He's given you a clean slate in Christ. I remember when I was playing college ball and a friend of mine was up to bat and we were facing a fairly good team and this pitcher was going to be drafted and he threw in the high 90s. And he threw a slider and my friend stood in there and he never moved and it hit him right in the cheek. Surgery, broke his jaw. But you know what it did? It ended his baseball career. Not because he wasn't able to hit a ball over the fence or catch a ground ball or throw a guy out. You know why? Because mentally, he couldn't get back in there again. Because every time a pitch came, he would bail out. Because his past crippled him from moving forward. What about you? What is it that you have taken in your life that hinders you from pressing forward? Focusing on what's important. Focusing on the goal that lies ahead. Listen, don't let your past prevent you from your future. Don't let them stop you. Rather, let us be like Paul. Focusing, looking ahead. Paul, on the other hand, as a focused man, he understood the truth of the matter. What was done was done. 
You can't prevent your past. All you can do is focus on today and moving forward. Forgetting what lies behind and pressing forward to the goal that lies ahead. And it begins with really repentance. Turning away from our sin. Turning to God. And in other words, every day is a new day. First thing we think about when we get up in the morning determines a lot of what we think about in our minds. I love what one writer said, for most of us, the first thing and most natural thing that floods our minds when the alarm goes off does not produce praise or comfort. More often than not, the burdens of the day come rushing in before we can ever take a couple of breaths. A struggling relationship, some conflict, that meeting, the mistake you made, the task that you see in your mind that's way too long for you to accomplish for the day, the pain you're feeling, the hurt, the suffering, the sin that you can't seem to shake, and those underneath it all, there's the nagging feeling that we won't have the strength to make much of a difference about it or any of it at all. If we're not careful, those first few groggy moments will define the rest of our day. Because we are not naturally prone to follow the command to set our mind on things above, where Christ is, Colossians 3, 1-4, we forget that His mercies are new every morning. I think it would do us well to wake up in the morning and the first thing is to say our, His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. Maybe get up and as you pull out that cell phone, how about flip to the Bible app? Begin to read a little bit. Rather than going to social media and seeing what's happening today, I can tell you what's happening today, the same thing that happened yesterday. And you know the new news is old news. It's like being, you remember those days when there was Nintendo and you had the Pong game and you, you bing, the ball bounces off the wall and you try to get it. That's all that's happening in our world is information is going bing, 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 bouncing around everywhere. It's like we're in a sounding booth. I don't need to know what happens tomorrow because I already know what's happening tomorrow. The same thing that happened yesterday. Sin. <laughs> Bad. Ugly. What I can do is go to the Word of God and God, God, how do you want me to deal with today? You've given me the blessing of today. Right? I certainly don't need to be thinking about what happened yesterday and how I failed. I don't need any help in that. I need to press on because you have two choices. Both of them are only valid as long as we live. <laughs> you can look backwards or you can look forward. That's the two choices you have. Every morning when God gives you eyes to open, breath in your lungs, an opportunity to move forward, you have those two choices every day. You can look backwards or you can look forward. And I want to encourage you to look forward. Because when I think about looking backwards, I think about every negative aspect in Scripture when people look back. 
And as I say that, those events in your head from Scripture start popping in one at a time. How about Lot's wife? <laughs> Genesis 19, 17. Remember the angels had compassion and the text tells us that when they had brought them out, one said, escape for your life and do not look behind you. So we find in verse 26, Lot's wife from behind him turned and looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Nothing good comes from looking backwards, my friends. If you drive your car, <laughs> looking in the rear view, you're going to run into a tree. You can't go, well, this is what we used to be. Our family used to be good. My business used to be good. I used to make all kind of money. We used to have a lot of people in church. We used to have good numbers. We used to have good music. We used to have this. We used to have that. We used to have this. Who cares about all of that? What matters is what's ahead. And we can get so focused on the past, we can't see the future. Well, let me tell you, I'm not a guy who wants to look back. I want to look forward. And I want to see what God is doing, not today, not tomorrow, but even into the future. Even though I can't see into the future, I can make a goal and press on toward that goal. And God can move a ship when it's moving a whole lot easier than He can parked at the dock. So we need to press forward and look ahead. Remember the words of Jesus Christ in Luke 9, 62, No one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. What was, was. What is, will be. The only thing we can do is honor Christ and press forward, focusing ahead to the goal. What is your goal? What is your purpose? See, you've got to know what that is. Lest you wander aimlessly. We are to look forward. We are to press on. We are to forget what lies behind. Reach forward to what lies ahead. Straining towards what is ahead. Looking for what is in the future. And the problem is, is many, they can't see that far. And so they're just running. They have no idea what their prize is. They have no real desire of their heart to accomplish anything other than just being. You know, some is just Sunday morning. I, I just got to make it to Sunday morning. Well, that's a great start, but it can't end there. Right? I mean, have you ever been in the place where just getting to church was important? But that can't be the end result. <laughs> Once you get in there and you come to Christ and you're baptized and you started to come faithfully to church and find somewhere where you can serve and be a part of the ultimate goal. Our goal in this church is to know Christ and to make Christ known. And we do it by engaging deeply, reaching widely and leading well. So how are you playing a part in that activity? Well, it begins by coming to church first. And then it becomes being plugged in to the body of Christ where you can utilize the gifts that God has given you for the edification of the church. But you ain't going to accomplish it looking back. That's Paul's heart. I'm not perfect, he says. Not yet, but I'm pressing forward. Love this term. It's particularly graphic. Bringing to mind the, the straining of muscles. This idea of clear focus and 
complete dedication of the runner in his race seeking to win the prize. Both need mental and physical disciplines. They're all necessary, aren't they? Well, listen, the same goes with our life. If we're going to accomplish the goal that God has set before us, then there must be discipline of the mental and physical aspects of life. So what lies ahead? What is your prize? That's where it begins. That's what starts first. What is it that wakes you up in the morning? What is it that drives you? What is your purpose? You must understand what your purpose is. Looking backwards in 2021 and onward, listen, it's gone. It's over. Press forward to the goal that lies ahead. Win souls for Jesus Christ. doesn't really matter what our life looked like then. We need to press on. Here are some things that I think might be helping uh, stop you from moving forward with purpose. Maybe you'll find them helpful. Maybe you won't. Maybe they'll be convicting to you. But let me tell you one thing that will stop you from moving forward with purpose, and that is you change nothing and expect different results. I want to lose weight in 2022, but i got to stop eating Chick-fil-A and McDonald's, right? Like, if I eat those things every day for the rest of my life, there's not going to be no change. If I eat fried chicken every day, it ain't going to change. Got to make changes. Got to make changes. And I'm not talking about big changes. Start with small changes. Small changes done over a long period of time can end in results. But you've got to start somewhere. Right? How about this one? You keep waiting and waiting and waiting for the right time. Can I tell you something? It will never be the right time. The right time to do what is right is right now. Your planning and focus are in deray. You, you refuse to accept necessary risk. Faith isn't falling back when Jesus is there. Faith is falling back when Jesus is standing in front of you. Faith isn't accomplishing something you know is comp you're able to do. Faith is trusting Christ, stepping forward when you don't know what the end result will be, but you trusting God in the midst of it. Some of you refuse to take responsibility. You've advocated your responsibility. You can't handle it, so the solution is to give it to someone else. Listen, Take care of your responsibilities in 2022. Don't advocate them to somebody else. It's not their responsibility. It's mine and it's yours. Whatever that is that God has given you. It's your responsibility. Not your spouse, not your wife, not your workers, not your whatever it is. When God says it's your responsibility, it's your responsibility. How about this one? You avoid truth. Now I know we got a lot of convoluted ideas of what truth is in our day, but truth is unchangeable. 
Truth is always true. Jesus says, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. So whatever someone says is true, if it doesn't match up to the Word of God, I want you to know it's not true. That's important. But the reality is it's is, is easier to, to swallow the lie than it is the truth in our day. How about this one? You let a few negative people fill your minds with garbage. And you forget to take out the trash. <laughs> Sometimes we just need to click on the little trash bin and empty that joker. Right? Forget all about those things. How about this one? You are holding on to something that is not real. You have these high hopes to accomplish something that you could never accomplish in your own strength, in your own ability. And you've created this atmosphere, this situation that's just not real. And the only thing worse than believing a lie is believing something's real when it's not, which is a lie. And these things suck you in. Suck your attention in. Suck your purposes in. Draw you away from what is real and what God has designed for your life. How about this one? You want and expect things to be easy. Everyone wants a diamond, but no pressure. How about this one? You've forgotten the importance of helping others too. Do you help others with your time, your talents, and your treasures? How about this one? You are not taking small steps every day. No one reaches the prize unless they first take a step in the right direction. Stop looking backwards. It used to be this way. It used to be like this. We once had this. Step forward one step at a time. So we're, we're called not to be confident in self. We're called not to be captivated by our tasks. But thirdly, I want you to see, don't be confused with your purpose. I mean, if, if a dog's trying to act like a deer, he, he's, he's going to be weird. And it happens. You put a dog, a baby deer, and a baby dog together, they grow up, and one thinks he's a dog, and the other thinks he's a deer. The problem is, the dog's the dog, and the deer's the deer, but the deer thinks he's the dog, and the dog thinks he's the deer. But in reality, they, they've been created for a purpose and one's a deer and one's a dog. You've you got to understand your purpose. What is your purpose? In order for us to follow Christ and to be all that God wants us to be, we must know and understand what it is that God has designed us for. And what is the purpose? Every single one has a purpose. From the youngest to the oldest. And the reality is, is you might be confused on how to accomplish your purpose, but please don't miss that you must understand your purpose in life. Once you understand your purpose in life, everything you do in this life is then driven by your purpose. 
That's why we come up with a purpose statement at a church, as a church. It's one thing to say, yes, we want to know Christ and to make Christ known, but how do we do it? We do it, we do it by engaging deeply, getting involved in the lives of real people that are in our lives and in our community. We do it by reaching widely. Gospel ministry, in-house, out-of-house, in-state, out-of-state, in the world. We do it by leading well, teaching the Scriptures, functioning well in that capacity. We have a purpose. And everything we do has a purpose. Are we doing what we're doing? Does it match our purpose statement? And if it doesn't, then we can it. Because it's, it's just a it's just a distractor from our purpose. Matthew or Mark twelve thirty says, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength." Listen, this is our sole purpose. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. It doesn't matter what you do for a ministry. If we are not doing it based under the confines of that, then we've missed it. Are we loving the Lord in our businesses? Are we loving the Lord in our ministries? Are we loving the Lord by the way we love our spouses and our families and our children and our workers and our communities and our workplaces? You want to have a successful business? Do it in the way that God shows you to do it. Give more money to missions. Help the poor. Give jobs with intent enriching people and discipling them. Not just employees, but employees with a purpose. You know, I think about this often because I don't typically teach on money, but I want you to understand many people come into the house of God every week and they rob God of their tithes and their offerings. And God has blessed you. You know, one of my kids said, I said, how are you tired? Well, I don't really make that much. And I said, what do you mean you don't make that much? What's that got to do with anything? If God calls you to give 10% of all your earnings, what does it matter if it's a dollar? Then give your 10 cents. Please God, don't rob God. Listen, we must be faithful. Not withholding back what God has blessed us with to bless others by loving and accomplishing all that God has given. If you want to get in shape and get buff, well, great, praise God, do it to the glory of God so that you can live many more years to serve Him and faithfully proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Not so that you can be a hot shot with a 10 million views on social media. God knows our hearts, doesn't He? See, I'm, I mean, I am a stud, but you don't know that. I work out. But you don't know that because I don't publicize it. I'm just kidding. This is a joke. <laughs> it's hidden behind the jacket. We need to ask God to, to lead us into ways that we can honor Him with all that God has blessed us with. Whatever it is, whatever it is you do, glorify God in it. So everybody has something they do. From photography, to maintenance, to singing, to financial stuff, to banking, to 
cleaning up the trash to taking out the trash to sweeping the floors to doing AV technology, setting up microphones, mowing grass, weeding, edging, putting pond straw down, clearing trees, whatever it is. My encouragement to you is to do it to the glory of God. Do it to the glory of God. Know your purpose. Act on it. In this life, as long as you live, forgetting what lies back there and press on toward the goal that lies ahead. 14, he says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Listen, every athlete has a goal for the football players running through the touchdown, for the golfers to hit the ball in the hole in one shot if possible. For the runner, it's to hit that tape first. Paul understands he's not perfect, that he can't save his own soul, that he is not yet in his resurrected body, but he keeps his eye on the prize, which is what motivates him. And the motivation that he has and should be for us is the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This was his motivation. He's coming back one day. He's coming back. Are you ready? The day will come when the race will be over and there will be no more opportunities to run the race set before you. And the reality is, is some people aren't even in the race. As a matter of fact, they're not even at the game. Some are in the parking lot doing the tailgate party. Some are sitting on the couch watching it from the comfort of their home, but they're not in the race. My encouragement for you as we move forward into 2022 is to get in the race and move forward with purpose. 1 Corinthians 9.24, do you not know that in the race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run so as you win the prize. We need to run for the goal, for the prize of the upper call of God that is in Christ Jesus. Someone this morning may need to call on Jesus, put their faith in Christ for the first time. You've broken the law of God. Every single one of us have. We were all born into sin. And we need a Savior. God has sent His Son. That's what we've been celebrating for the last month. Is that God has sent His Son into the world that you might have life and have life abundantly. You want to accomplish the goals which God has set before you. But first, you must put your faith in Christ. Believe the gospel, the death, burial, and the resurrection, that it was enough to save you from your sins. Then when Jesus Christ died on the cross, He was your substitute. He took your place. The wrath you and I deserve, He took and placed it on Himself. Call on Him. Let us start this new year as we strive to serve and to follow Christ in a way that is honoring to Him moving forward with purpose. Not in self-confidence, not captivated by our past and not confused about our purpose. Let us press forward into 2022. Let's pray. Well, thank you for listening to our program today. We pray that you were blessed and trust that you will join us again. If you do not have a church home, Pastor Stuart Guthrie would like to personally invite you to join in person at Family Bible Fellowship in Early Branch, South Carolina or 
you can visit them on their website at familybiblefellowship.org. May God bless you this week as you walk with Him.